Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. We want to say God bless you to all the people of God today. And uh, we thank God for each and every one of you uh, listening to us on the broadcast today. And so we bring you greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, God bless you. Uh, we have a great program on today on this broadcast. And so we want you to stay locked with us uh, as we uh, make ready to go before the throne of God. But before we do that, we would like to uh, share with the people of God our sidebar today. And so uh, we want to say to the people of God, uh, keep looking to Jesus uh, because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And uh, due to uh, more wildfires, uh, we are more wild fires out west uh on the west coast um, there's a new wildfire that has started and so uh in the napa valley and so we are uh, just praying for the people out west that god will keep them safe even those uh throughout the entire country and throughout our world um, we're praying for uh, god uh, compassion and his mercy to be extended uh, we definitely want to get the uh, requests on today. We want to get the prayer requests for uh, our leaders. Uh, let us pray for them. Uh, let us pray for uh, each and every one that uh, have uh, been affected by COVID with their families. Let us pray for uh, all of our immediate families, our church family. Uh, let us pray for the Jones family. Let us pray for our presider, assisting presider. Uh, let us pray for the souls on the altar. Pray for my sister, uh, Luvenia. Pray for her that God would touch and uh, strengthen and that he would save, uh, especially those that are tearing on the altar for the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're praying for all of uh, the people of God everywhere. And so we want to let you know that it's possible. Uh, everything that we put in the hands of God, we know that it's possible with him. It may seem to be impossible with man, but it's possible with God. And so we want to say God bless you uh, to all of our listeners and subscribers on today. Also want to say that the numbers are going up uh, on the COVID uh, infections and uh, virus spreading. So we want to be careful and let us stay prayerful one for another. Uh, continue to pray for our pastor, uh, Bishop Murchison and Lady Murchison of the Pentecostal Power Church family. Let us please uh, go before his throne uh, with our war cry, with our battle cry uh, for the many petitions uh, that is needed on the behalf of the people. And so we also want to uh, pray for all of our sick that's among us. Pray for my wife, Missionary Newsom. Pray for uh, our grandchildren, our niece, Bridget, let us pray for uh, our nieces and nephews. Uh, let us pray. Let us bombard heaven because we know there's a lot to petition God for. And we know God have our petition because he heareth us. And let us pray for one another. Let us pray for 
ministerial body. And let us pray for, you know, just uh, growth and development in the word of God. Uh, let us pray for our youth. Let us pray for uh, all of our uh, young people in the young people's department. Uh, let us pray that God will continue to strengthen them and encourage them uh, in what they're facing as young people. Um, I do have uh, great compassion for our young people for the viewpoint of uh, they're in a different day than uh, uh, we grew up in. Well, same, same process dealing with sin, but it's a different day and a different hour to the viewpoint is that there's things coming at them in, in uh, every possible direction. And so let us continue to pray that God will keep the hearts and the minds of our young people, that they will continue to grow in the grace of God and continue to walk with them and strive to uh, allow God to continue to uh, develop them and perfect them in the word of God. And so at this time, we want to uh, go before the throne of God as we off time do. We want to go to our scripture, which is found in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14 through 16. And so we ask that you would uh, go there with us as we uh, make our petition and go before the Lord before we get into this Bible study, okay? And so we're going to be praying that God would just touch all of those, the Brown family, those that are bereaved, and many other families that are going through at this hour. There's people without jobs, without income, without food, without their necessary need. And so our Heavenly Father know we have need of before we ask. So let us pray that God will would be done and that uh, he would address the needs of the people. And so let us go before his throne with Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Let us go before his throne. Eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you once again as we oft time do. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us on this day, we thank you, oh God, for a day that we never seen before. We thank you, Lord, for allowing your grace to smile upon us another opportunity. We thank you, Lord, for, oh God, your abundant grace and mercy that you bestowed upon us. We thank you right now for the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. We thank you, Lord, for the power Oh, God, that comes from you. And, Lord, we know, God, there's none like you. And, Lord, there's no one that can do the things that you do for us. And, Father, as we pray today, we ask that you would forgive us of every sin, every transgression, even our counterparts, even, oh, God, our peers, our loved ones. We pray, God, for forgiveness. Oh, God, as we ask to be forgiven, we forgive. We release, God, everything that's, oh, God, came to us in an offense. We forgive it. We release it. 
because God, we may have sinned or offended someone. And we ask God that you would forgive us of our sins and our debts as we forgive others their debts and their trespasses. And as we pray today, God, as we make our petition and our war cry and our battle cry today, Father, in the name of Jesus, you being the God of all grace, smile upon your people, God. Hear the cries, hear the fainted heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, grant deliverance to those that are captive and those that are, oh God, bombarded with issues, those that are bound, loose them now. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God, for those that are tearing, seeking you for the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, help them to, oh, God, to know you're there and that you care. Help them, God, to be thankful to you, God. Oh, God, that they might be recipients of the promise. We thank you now. We thank you. Oh, God, we praise your name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And Lord, as we cry today on this altar, as we crowd on this broadcast, as we crowd, oh, God before thy people. Oh God, have mercy upon us. In the name of Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, oh God, in every area of our life. And as we pray today, God, we pray, God, that you would, oh God, anoint us and direct us, oh God, in this Bible class today. Oh God, that we would have words of encouragement for those, oh God, that are joining the broadcast and tune in, oh God, to be, oh God, uplifted and encouraged. As we pray now, we pray for our presiding bishop, Bishop Floyd Scott. Touch in the name of Jesus. Oh God, move by your power and your anointing. Lord, we know you're able to do these things. Lord, strengthen your people now. We give you glory and we give you praise. We thank you for strength, healing, and deliverance. In the name of Jesus. Lord, let it be so. Lord, we thank you and we glorify you right now. In the name of Jesus, oh God, have your way. Save God in our present situation and our circumstance. In the name of Jesus, direct us, Lord. As we decrease, we ask that your anointing would increase. And Father, that you will bless the hearers, that they will become doers of your word. And Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory. We give you the honor and the praise and we thank you and we decree a great deliverance. We decree a great victory in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we give you all the glory, honor, and the praise in this war cry, God. We cry and intercede for thy people, oh God, that they will receive healing, breakthrough, and deliverance. Continue to bless our pastor and first lady and the entire Pentecostal Power Church family. Touch in a special way. In the name of Jesus, we pray to the glory of God. We thank you and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Thank God, amen and amen. And so we thank God for uh, this particular uh, prayer that's been prayed. Um, we're walking in the promises of God. And so we're trusting and believing uh, that all is well. And so to the people of God, we say, God bless you to all the people of God that are out there today. And so thank you for joining us again on the Fidget TV network. I want to say God bless you. We'll be on Wednesday as well at one o'clock. And so we ask that you would stay locked. Okay. So stay with us. Uh, we're going to get ready to go into uh, our Bible class today. And uh, we're going to try to be 
uh, as brief as possible, but we do have um, quite a bit to cover. And so we ask that you would go with us as we journey into the word of the Lord. And our first scripture, we're going to go to uh, a very, very familiar passage scripture. We want you to go to First um, Corinthians chapter 9. Okay. We ask that you would go with us, First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 9. So that's what we ask that you would do for us. You know, all right. We're going to go to First Corinthians chapter 9. And we're going to go to a uh, very familiar past scripture. We're going to go to verse number, um, let's just go to verse 24. Um, all right. Let's go to verse 24. 1 Corinthians uh, 9 and 24. If you're with us, uh, we ask that you would uh, go ahead and turn your Bibles to that now. And uh, before we get started, we want to uh, let the people of God know. Uh, that um, we need to uh, stay spiritually fine-tuned so we can uh, move in the direction that God has uh, ordained for the people of God. And so what I'm saying to you is uh, keep moving forward and uh, don't let nothing separate you from the love of God, okay? And so I uh, hope that... Uh, you receive that in the spirit that is given. And so now our next thing that we want to do is uh, we want to go ahead and go to 1 Corinthians 9 and 24. Okay. And so let us take a look at it. Now, I know it's quite a bit there, but we want you to uh, take a quick look at 1 Corinthians 9 and 24. All right. And there's a reason why we're just taking our time. Because we want to we want to just make sure that you are uh, in there with us. OK. All right. All right. Now we have first Corinthians nine and twenty four. So we ask that you would join us there. And for your hearing, I'm going to read it. It says, know ye not that they which run in a race run all. But one receive it. The prize. So run. This is Apostle Paul encouraging the people of God about the purpose uh, uh, for winning a race, the requirements and the purpose that it takes to win. Okay. And so people of God, uh, God has already set us up to win, but there's a purpose for our spiritual discipline. And so we're going to talk about it today. All right. And he says here that you may obtain Okay, verse number 25, he says, and everyone that strive it for mastery is tempered in all things. And now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. And he says here, uh, they do it to receiving a corruptible crown. It says, but we an incorruptible crown. So now those that physically play sports and, uh, you know, run track and play football and various sports, athletic sports. They discipline themselves. They work hard. They train. They exercise. And they do all these things that they might win, you know, you know, their gold cup or their trophy at the end. 
or they, you know, uh, you know, their playoffs. We're in the playoffs right now, you know, and so they do it that they might win. Okay. But we do it that we might inherit eternal life. And so eternal life is very, very important. So we can't put anything before eternal life because we put anything before eternal life, all is lost. Okay. And what I mean by that is what do it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So it's very, very important people of God that we keep uh, running this Christian race. All right. We keep running up the King's highway. Okay. And the reason why we need to keep running up the King highway that we may obtain the incorruptible crown. All right. I'm in first Corinthians nine. Praise the Lord. Saints, all of you that are out there listening that just came on. We're in first Corinthians chapter nine. So we ask that you would go there with us because we're getting ready to move quickly um, to our next scripture, but we want to stay here till we finish this out here. First Corinthians nine and 26. This is where we're at. All right. In first Corinthians nine, 26, he says, I therefore so run not as uncertainty. So fight I not as one that beat at the air. All right. And so he's not running in vain. He says, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest it by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, this is a very, very powerful point here. Apostle Paul makes here. Paul talks about winning a race uh, that requires purpose, okay, for disciplining yourself, okay? He uses the illustration to explain uh, the Christian life is hard work. So this is not an easy walk, all right? Now, uh, we, we know life itself has uh, its challenges, but living for Jesus, uh, it's, it's, it's not hard, but it's not easy either. And so what I mean by that is I want to put it down the middle where it needs to be is it's your perspective. So either the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. I like the glass is half full analogy because as Christians, we are running toward a heavenly reward. And if we keep running, we will win. All right. And the young people saying, uh, we win. Okay. And the reason why we win is be because we're already on the winning side. Praise the Lord. All right. Christ has already given us the victory. Romans 7 and 25 or 24 there. He says, but thanks be unto God that give it us the victory. He says, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He said, I thank God with the mind I myself can serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And so we got to find ourselves serving the spirit man, praise God. And we're guaranteed to win. Okay. 
And if you walk in your flesh, you can be telling other people, do this, that, and the other, and find yourself not walking in the virtues that you teach and preach about. And so it's very, very important, you know, uh, and I tell people during this coronavirus uh, time that we're in, you know, be careful, you know, uh, don't be paranoid and don't be panically, but, you know, be careful and don't be no fool either. Okay. And so uh, what, uh, what other people may do, uh, let's don't measure ourselves by others because they're going to have to live with whatever choices that they've made. And so make sure that you choose Jesus. Okay. Uh, above all else and everything else that's going on, let's stay with Jesus. Let's choose Jesus. Okay. All right. Now let's, let us go back to this now. You know, we're running this race toward our heavenly reward and it's essential, uh, you know, that uh, we discipline ourselves to pray. All right. It's very, very important that we pray. We must discipline ourselves to pray um, so we can get ourselves in spiritual shape to hear the sound, hear the trumpet sound. Okay. And so we got to be able to be disciplined enough to uh, pray, come to Bible study, listen to Bible study, study your word and worship. Okay. And it equips us to run with some strength, with some stamina, with some vigor, with some power. Praise God. Because little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. No prayer, no power. Okay? And so we got we to gotta make sure that we're working on the spiritual things. Okay? It's essential that we equip ourselves so we can be strengthened. We got to look at this. We ain't running a race so people can see how uh, quick we are and how fast we are. Cause none of that, none of that is important because the Bible said the race is not given to the swift, neither the battle to the strong, but he that endured to the end, the same shall be saved. And so we're not running so people can observe us we're not grandstanding and showing off and, you know, you know how people do with muscle cars. They spin the tires so you can see how much power it's got. We don't shout so people can see how much power we got. We shout because God has given us victory. And that's the reason why we shout. And so it's very, very important that we understand these things. And so if we're going to walk in the virtues of God, we got to make sure that we do it with humility and with simplicity. Okay. We must train ourselves to be diligent. We must observe every day, the steps that we're taking to go higher and grow stronger in the Lord. We don't just, you know, we just don't haphazardly, you know, pray, but we pray with purpose. Praise God. Uh, we train ourselves diligent because our spiritual progress depends on uh, the prayer and disciplining ourselves. Okay. And discipline 
uh, derived from the root word, the, the root word, the root term of the word disciple, you know, which simply means a disciplined person, person that's temperate, that has, you know, uh, character, okay? Everybody, you know, can say, you know, I have um, strength, I have knowledge, I have understanding, I have wisdom, but to have character, it takes virtue from God to have good, wholesome character because God has to develop that in you, okay? At times we must um, even give up something in order to uh, do what God wants us to do. And so this disciplinary uh, steps that we take to leave our past behind, we got to work toward the things of God. So those things that are uh, in our back of our minds or that's in the past can stay back there. Praise God. Because you got people right now that can't get to their future because their past is still on their doorstep. And so it's very, very important that we get rid of the past in the sense of don't let it hinder your progress going forward. Praise God. Not saying you're not going to remember things that happened years ago. Not saying things are not going to uh, remind you of what happened years ago. But don't let it hold you and limit you in your progress toward the spiritual things of God. Because the Bible tells us to lay aside every weight and the sin which do us so easily beset us. And let us run the race with patience that's set before us. So we can look unto Jesus, who is the starter of the race and the finisher of the race. And so if you're going to get in this race and run with Jesus, you must have God in the beginning and you must have God to finish. Praise God. And if you're going to have a strong finish, my friend, get a closer relationship with God. Don't let anyone get in your path. Don't let anyone stop you from going with God. All right. Not saying uh, and it's, it's sometimes discipline is uh, very, very difficult when we first get started because you're getting things in shape. You're loosening up. You know, the body is not used to, you know, fasting. The body ain't used to, you know, go on without. Praise God. You know, the body, you know, first time, you know, the body kind of, you know, resists, you know, any type of discipline or training. Praise God. Because we get sore. You know, we ain't exercising a while. We get sore and we get stiff. And then that makes you want to quit. But you can't quit because you got soreness. That's just letting you know that you're out of shape and the spiritual discipline is beginning to take effect. And it's, you know, and there's an old saying, and I don't like using them too much, but I like saying this, you know, there's an old saying that people used to use, no pain, no gain. And so there is going to be some pain in the progress and in, in the process of your spiritual discipline. But keep walking toward God because that little pain and soreness you're experiencing will soon, you know, it will soon be minimal compared to the gains that you would achieve with the spiritual heights and depths that God desired to take us to. At times, we must even give up things. Uh, each individual have a special uh, duty uh, 
to determine what denial he must accept. Some people can't accept. They got to uh, let some things go. Some people can't accept. When I first got in the church and decided I was going to get saved, I had to make a choice. Was I going to continue to run with my old friends? Or was I going to continue to walk with the Lord and accept the new thing that he was doing in my life? Now, we can look at 2 Corinthians. That's where we're headed. Stay locked now. Don't go nowhere. I'm just getting warmed up in here now. Okay? Let's go to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse number 17. But I want to say this. Some people cannot accept that I got to say goodbye to the world or goodbye to my old friends. Okay? Now, I try to tell people all the time, all goodbyes are not bad goodbyes. And when people don't have a mind to serve the Lord, uh, we have to make a choice for our own soul sake. And uh, Joshua had to make it in 24 and 15. And in Joshua 24 and 15, he says, if it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, he said, ask for me in my house. And that's where we have to be in our spiritual discipline to serve and walk with the living God because everybody don't want to walk with him. And so if brother don't want to walk with him, sister don't want, want to walk with him, close dear friend, spouse don't want to walk with him, there's an old adage, don't hinder me. You know? And so we have to take the attitude and approach of, if you don't want to walk with the Lord, don't hinder me. And what that's simply saying, get out of my way. Praise God. Because I'm not going to let anything separate me from the love of God. And if it means I have some tears and I have to shed, uh, wet my pillow at night because I had to tell you goodbye, well, good riddance. Because I'd rather have wet pillow and be heaven bound than to have all the pleasure that this world has to offer and wind up in hell. And so that's a choice to make. And I tell people all the time, hell is a real place. And so if you don't want to find yourself there, you got to discipline yourself, my friend. You got to discipline yourself and accept losses. This is a war. There's a war going on and you better fight. Okay. And sometimes we must accept there's going to be losses and gains. And without the goal of discipline, nothing but self-punishment. If you don't have discipline, you're going to be punishing yourself. Because guess what? The only person you're going to be hurting is yourself when it's all over with. If you fail to spiritually discipline yourself, my friend, you're not hurting me. You're not hurting the mothers of the church. You're not hurting the pastor. You're not hurting those that's trying to help you. You're hurting yourself. So I want to make sure I make this plain today. I'm trying to encourage somebody. I hope you're being encouraged. But as I get ready to go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, I just want to say this. It's very, very important that we uh, stand aside and don't, you know, be a castaway. You know, uh, doesn't mean that uh, 
we going to lose our salvation because Paul said, I can preach to other myself, be a castaway, but we cannot be good representatives or good examples to represent God. And it can cause somebody else to be hindered. You know, in Psalms one, he says, blessed is the man that walking not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law do he meditate day and night. And so if you want to be like that tree, you got to discipline yourself, my friend. This is what you must do. You know, rather than losing your privilege and telling others about Christ, it's easy to tell other people's how to live than to not take our own advice. I tell people, you know, you know, practice what you preach. You know, I don't tell people, you know, oh, Lord have mercy. I may get in trouble on this one. I don't tell people one thing and do another, you know, and we got to stop doing this stuff. I'm saying whomever we are, whether we leaders, members, laity, what have you, we need to practice what we preach. We must be careful to practice what we preach. Because we don't practice what we preach. Somebody looking at us. And guess what? You know, my Bible tells me the Bible is right and somebody's wrong. And so we're not living up to the spiritual discipline that God requires and uh, uh, lays out for us to cause us to triumph in him. Then we're cutting our own self short. We're selling our own self short. Now, let me get on out of here. I got to get out of here. I have more scriptures for you. Write these scriptures down because we're going we're gonna to have to pick it back up again on Wednesday. But uh, we got to get out of here. But I want to go to 2 Corinthians. Let's go to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse number 17. Okay, we're going to talk about it for a minute. Now, we're talking about today the spiritual disciplines of leaving your past behind. And I want you to... Uh, Tell yourself, because you may not you may not have uh, a person in the room with you right now. But if you have a person in the room with you right now, look at them and tell them, just forget about it. Because some things we just need to forget about. Praise God. All right. And we're going to get into it later this week about just forget about it. But the first part we want to talk about uh, for these next two days. Um, we may talk about it on Friday, just forget about it, just to close it out. But the main subject matter, the meat of the subject this week of this uh, particular Bible study is the spiritual disciplines of leaving your past behind. Do you have enough spiritual strength to leave it there? Don't answer it. Do not answer it. Just think about it for a minute. Do you have the spiritual virtue and strength from Christ to leave your past just what it is? Past means just what it is, past. But let us go here. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. Apostle Paul writes his second letter to the church, and he talks about uh, some various things here. He talks about how we can be reconciled back to God. All right. People may have left God, need to be reconciled back to God. Can't be reconciled back to God till you first leave that stuff alone that was in the past. 
It didn't help you then and it won't help you now. Praise God. All right. And so let me let me go there for a minute. Stay with me. Stay locked. All right. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse number 17. It says, therefore. If. Any man be in Christ, he or she. If you be in Christ. He or she is a new creature. All right. And it says here. Old things are passed away. Old feelings, old struggles, old problems, old headaches is in the past. Leave it there. Just forget about it. Sooner, The sooner you forget about it, the better off you're going to become. Praise God. Because God has something in store for you. Your past uh, you know, the enemy meant it for evil, but God may have meant it for God meant it for good. Because the Bible said in Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. God has purpose for why he has called you. Okay. And so he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So your past wouldn't be your future. Praise God. And that's why we have to leave it, leave it just where it is. Okay. Sometimes that's easier said than done. Let us talk about these spiritual disciplines. All right. In second Corinthians five and 17, he says, behold, all things are become, become new Christians, uh, uh, are brand new people on the inside when they are born again and filled with the Holy ghost. All right. So, uh, we have to realize the Holy Spirit gives them a new life. So let me explain. The Holy Ghost gives us a new life once we get born of the water and of the Spirit. Until you receive the Holy Ghost, you still got that old, the old you, okay, so to speak. All right? Let me just break it down for you for a minute. When you receive the Holy Ghost, transformation begins. All right? The Holy Spirit gives you a new life, and you're not the same anymore simply because there's a new nature on the inside of you. Praise God. And there's an opportunity for growth and development with that new nature on the inside. And it needs to be nurtured. Praise God. This is why you need to, the spiritual things, the spiritual disciplines in place as you continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, as a babe in Christ, you know, in order to grow strong, get desire to sincere milk of the word, the Bible says that you may grow thereby, okay? As you desire the sincere milk of the word and begin to grow in the grace of God, you will get stronger if you continue to uh, walk in the spiritual disciplines, prayer in the morning, prayer, in, you know, often, prayer at night, uh, surround yourself around people that are spiritually enlightened, praise God, and stop working so much in the carnal realm and allow your spirit man to grow and be fed. Praise God. The spiritual man needs spiritual things. Praise God. And let that stuff in the past, let the lie lie. Praise God. All right. And so, and now this is what we need to do. All right. We're now not the same anymore. You know, when we look at this born again thing, we're not reformed. We're not rehabilitated. We're not reeducated. 
Some people say, oh, I've been rehabilitated. Well, if you've been, if, you know, to rehabilitate something is to bring it back like it was. But to be transformed or to be new is to be changed. And when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you are changed forever. Praise God. So I want to make sure I make that plain. Now, if you just rehabilitated, then that's why you went back and started smoking drugs and drinking alcohol and doing some of the things you did. It was just a rehabilitation. It just helped you. Praise God. But when you've been born of the water and of the spirit and the Holy Ghost began to live in you and began to take you to new heights and new depths in God, that old stuff is gone. Praise God. And you, that new creature. Praise God. Being that new creature is vital that you stay united with Christ and have a union. Uh, for your study time, go to Colossians 2, 6 through 7. You'll see what I'm talking about. We are not merely turning over a new leaf, praise God. Some people say, you know, every new year they're making a resolution, talking talk about they turn over a new leaf and keep making resolution because they can't never fulfill that thing. The Bible says, and what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Praise God. That's in Romans 8. Hmm? that we can walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This is why you keep making resolutions because you're walking in the flesh. But if you walk in the spirit, you can reap life everlasting. You can be that new man. You can be that new creature that God has created and ordained for you to be. And you're beginning a new life under a new master. Praise God. No man can serve two masters. He going to love one, hate the other, cleave to one or despise the other. And so I want to make sure that I'm encouraging you to know that God is the only one that can bring us back to himself. Hmm? He reconciles here in second Corinthians. Okay. He's talking about the reconciliation of God restoring, you know, from the old Adam, you know, the second Adam, you know, restored what the first Adam messed up. The first Adam messed it up, but the second Adam fixed it up, praise God. And so it can never be tainted anymore, praise God. Only thing can taint it is you rebelling against God. But once you have the blood applied and you desire to run this race, run up the King's Highway, Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And he says, what you bind on earth, he will bind it in heaven. And what you loose on earth, he'll loose it in heaven. Heaven belongs to you, my friend. But you got to make sure that you're putting in the spiritual work, the spiritual discipline to leave your past in the past. Leave it behind. Just forget about it. Let us go here. We got to get out of here now. Let us go to um, our next scripture. We're going to go to, um, uh, let's go to Colossians. Uh, I think I want to get that real quick if I can. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Colossians chapter, uh, let's see here. Yeah, I don't know if I want to get that right now. 
Well, let's get Colossians chapter 2, verse number 6. All right, Colossians 2 and 6. I just want to read it real quick. Let's go to Colossians 2 and 6. He says, as ye have therefore received Christ, Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. See what I'm saying, y'all? I mean, can you hear what I'm saying? Established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Lord, have mercy. And he goes on to hate and says, uh, beware, lest that any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Don't let nobody spoil you with some vain and, uh, you know, philosophy and spoil, vain teachings, praise God, with some spoil, spoil you through philosophy of the word of God and some vain deceit telling you, you don't have to pray. You know, that's foolishness. Oh, you don't have to fast. That's foolishness. Oh, you don't have to abstain from things that are ungodly. Come on. Jesus told them in the Corinthian church. I mean, well, Paul told them, but Apostle Paul is really getting his instruction from the Holy Spirit. But he says, come out from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And you shall be my son's. And, you know, and you should be my daughter, said the Lord. So how how, how are we going to be a child of God doing everything that God is not pleased with? How are we going to be a child of God doing our old sins and doing what we did in our past, you know, that never could give us life? And now that Christ has given us life, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? He said, know ye not that so many of us that were baptized into Christ was baptized into his death. Praise God. And so you got to make sure we're walking in the newness of life, my friend. But he says, beware lest any man shall spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. And he says, after the tradition of men. This is what the scribes and Pharisees did. And after the rudiments of the world, 1 John 2 and 15 says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, for all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life, for these things are not of the Father, but they are of the world. And he says, not after Christ. I'm still in Colossians here, 2 and 8. But read it in your study time. We got to get out of here. I got one more scripture I got to get just before we get out of here. Now, it's very, very important that we take a look. All right. We got to take a look at these spiritual disciplines, leaving your past behind. Let us go to Luke. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this back up at the Lord's will. Y'all keep praying for Brother Newsom that God will help him grow stronger in the Lord. And, you know, that we would uh, be able to articulate the scriptures as God you know, teaches us the word of God. Okay. I want to go to Luke chapter nine. This is our final scripture. I don't want to, you know, hold you too long, but stay locked. I got to give you these final scriptures. 
Okay. Luke 9 and 51. And we're going to read about uh, 10, 11 verses here. And then we're going to get out of here. We're just going to read through it real quick. And you can study it at your study time. I'm in Luke chapter 9, verse number 51 through 62. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up steadfastly, set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into the village of the Samaritans to make ready. It says here to make ready for him. Verse 53. And they did not receive him because his face was though he was, he would go to Jerusalem. I'm in uh, Luke uh, 9 and 54. And when his disciples, James and John saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them as Elias did? You see, the disciples were reverting back to the past. They looked back and saw what Elijah did, and they said, we should burn them up. But this is not what Jesus came to do, y'all. This is why we have to be spiritually disciplined because people will do things to try to provoke a response out of you. And the first thing you would do is respond in the flesh and say, uh, they should be destroyed. But look what Jesus says here. This is why you got to be spiritually disciplined to leave your past behind. The boys remembered and they knew what Elijah did based on the history. Okay. And sometimes we go on our past, you know, we know that we came up in a rough family. We came up with a family. Some of us had some families that were some rowdy, rough people. And they wouldn't lay down and take it so easy. And so we have to make sure that we don't let our past destroy our future. Praise God. Now, now take a look at this. I'm in verse number 55. All right. But he turned and rebuked him. Jesus rebuked him. Praise God. Jesus turned and rebuked him and said, ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. Praise God. You just don't know the power you have. Sometimes we don't know what we possess. Praise God. And he says here, and they went to another village. Praise God. Praise the Lord, Sister Taha. All right, praise the Lord. And it says here, I'm in verse number uh 57. I'm in Luke 9 and 57. I'm in St. Luke chapter 9, verse number 57. And it came to pass as they went away and a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow you whether, whether so ever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds have birds of the air have nests, but the son of man had nowhere to lay his head. And he goes farther in verse 59. And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me that I must first go to bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Look at the discipline one must have. Somebody wants to connect today. Let me let them connect with us today. Hello, you on there? Hello, you on air? All right. You can dial back in anytime. 
Okay, let us finish this out. We at verse number uh, 60 now. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, but thou go and preach the kingdom of God. And another said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at my house, at home, at my house. And Jesus said unto him, look at this, discipline, spiritual discipline. He says to him, Jesus says to each one of them something very, very profound. But look at this one here. He says, no man, having put his hands to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. If you're trying to go forward in God looking backwards, you're headed for catastrophe. Praise God. Who gets in a car, automobile, automobile, or semi, or pickup truck, or any automobile, and drives looking backwards, drive forward looking backwards? You're not going to get very far. So I want to say to the people of God, keep looking forward. Keep believing God. Keep trusting God. Know that God is on your side. Know that you have what it takes. God has equipped you with the weather with all to keep fighting because you're worth fighting for. Now, I want to say God bless you to all the people of God. I hope I said something to encourage you today. I hope I have uh, gave uh uh, some words that will uh, strengthen you in your walk with the Lord. As we talk about this week, the spiritual disciplines of leaving your past behind. We're going to really get into the thick of it tomorrow. I mean, uh, on Wednesday, I'm sorry. Tomorrow we'll be uh, in prayer. But uh, if the Lord's will, on on Wednesday at one o'clock, we're really going to get into the thick of this. All right. And so we ask that you stay locked with us. Please join us tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry. Keep Please keep it locked and join us on Wednesday at 1 p.m. We have new hours. Our new hours is 12 to 1 on Monday. On Wednesday, it's going to be 1 to 2. And on Friday, it's going to be 12 to 1. So we ask that you would stay locked with us three times a week. Please support us. If you want to sow into the uh, broadcast ministry, we need your help and support. So to the dollar sign fidget, just uh, get the cash app, download it to your Android or iOS, iOS device, uh, put the dollar sign in front of fidget TV. And if you put the dollar sign in front of fidget TV, you can sell right into the fidget TV network and support us. Okay. But most of all, we need your prayers uh, and your support for this ministry. Keep moving forward. I uh, hope that you've received something to encourage you today. We want to say God bless you to all of you. Uh, uh, brother, Sister Taha, uh, Sister Newson, uh, Brother Josh, Sister Mother Flowers, uh, Brother Stephan. We want to say God bless you. And to many others that may have not uh, actually uh, put their name out. So we want to say God bless you to all of our listeners and subscribers. Thank you. Please click on subscribe if you want to continue to follow us. Uh, we do have some great things coming up uh, later on. And so we ask that you would stay with us as we talk about this very, very uh, intricate subject. Uh, spiritual disciplines of leaving your past behind. And a way to just forget about it is to go deeper in God. 
And so we want to say God bless you at this time. want to thank you for being here on the broadcast. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newson, with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, we want to say God bless you in Jesus' name. His healing virtue that's flowing through this building. We speak to organs and tissues all over this building, and we say, Line up with the word of God tonight. Hallelujah. Listen, God wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. Everywhere you hurt, God see you through he'll take the pain away yes he does